Hello everyone, my name is Nilla Varman and welcome back to the Nilla Extract. Thank you so much for being here. Gosh, I'm just going to let you listen to that for a second. Silence. Just silence. <laughs> um, yeah, you're not imagining it actually. I am not broadcasting from home today, hence the sound of nothing in the background. I know, incredible. <laughs> Shock. Um, I'm actually in the very, very lovely All Nighter Studios today. And um, it's really lovely in here. They've got an AC, they've got lots of mics and equipment, um, and really, really lovely staff and really lovely people who work here. The rooms themselves are really lovely, and I'm loving the fact that I can change the lighting in here. Um, they have all sorts of different colours of LED lights, and uh, I'm really, really enjoying it. So you better enjoy it too. So yeah, All Nighter Studios, thank you so much for having me. And it's an especially a very special show today because if you haven't guessed it from my Instagram bio this week and all of my spam, it is my 50th show. I think we can insert some sort of sound there, right? I mean, I don't know who I'm talking to right now, but to myself, I'm pretty sure we can insert a sound there. So cue sound. Gosh. I cannot believe that you have all tolerated me and my voice for over 50 weeks. <sighs> you guys beat my family in the tolerance game. I mean, it's a shock that they can tolerate me for more than 15 minutes at a time. <laughs> but I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm just kidding. Obviously, they love me. I'm the child that they love the most. And uh, it's especially just really cool being in a setting where I can broadcast live. I can broadcast just outside my room and so I'm really happy to be here. I think I think sometimes I find it weird um you know the Nilla extract and the fact that I'm doing a show in a very lovely studio which I was invited to um I think it's some sort of imposter syndrome really because when I was very young I thought that I could do anything I thought I'd be the biggest Oscar winning star by now and I'd have millions and millions of movies begging me to come star in them. Nilla, please come and star in our film. I thought I'd have it all by 20. <laughs> and um, that's just, I think it's because when I was younger, my biggest supporter was me. And all of a sudden, and quite suddenly, just very quickly, just overnight, I wasn't anymore and that really had a big impact on me as an individual believing in herself and believing that she could do things and I don't want to blame it on uh, external factors but sometimes it's just the way it is. I mean about the Academy Awards stuff I definitely know that it will happen to me in its own time and I never really thought I'd be doing radio and I never really thought I'd be doing a 50th show for that matter. It's it's all very incredible. All this belief that I had in myself came from me who was always yearning to perform and to express myself in any way possible. And suddenly that was kind of, it was like a rug ripped out from underneath me when I joined my high school slash sixth form um, at an Indian international school, which I have spoken about on this show. But before I dive in, I just wanted to say a massive, massive, massive thank you for being here week after week. Uh, even if you're just tuning in for the first time today, I just wanted to say thank you so much 
for the support I could not have imagined you know I could not have imagined me sitting here having so many of you write in and tell me how much the show means to you to have a platform where I can actually help amplify voices and you guys are so wonderful so thank you so much <laughs> the thing is with people at school you know those who actually knew me properly i think they'll still know that i aspire to be an academy award-winning actress one day and again i know this will happen but acting performing talking too much i i i wanted i wanted it all but i was told by so many teachers that i was destined for nothing um and that i was worth nothing in, uh, in specific so much so that at one point I was quite excited to just give up because I was trying and trying to convince myself that performing and doing radio or just talking my head off at a mic that never replies was my way to go um, I just didn't think I could do it anymore but I'm slowly starting to find that part of myself again. It's been a long journey and I'm really, really excited to keep growing and keep learning and unlearning. And there's so much to learn. Gosh, I started this show because I don't know anything. I don't know anything about various communities and so many of the socially pressing issues that so many communities all over the world face today and that's why I started it so I can invite people to educate you and educate me about all these issues and how we can keep the conversation going because it is so important that we do that. So here we are 50 weeks later and almost two years have gone by and this show has done so much for me in terms of teaching me about myself and kind of having a look at where I stand in terms of my identity. I felt so alone before I started this show. I thought that all these socially pressing issues that we speak about, all these issues that affect the South Asian community were only faced by me. And I have no idea why. Maybe it's because of the lack of representation or maybe it's because of the lack of good representation. That's an important defining fact. We can have a representation. Things are changing for South Asian people all over the world. But is that necessarily good? It's an interesting topic to delve into. Yeah, I spent so long kind of hiding away from my South Asian heritage. I wanted to fit in badly and so I would be embarrassed of things that are naturally part of my South Indian upbringing, which I cherish now, but at the time when I was at school... I just wanted to not be that. I wanted to be as further away as possible so that I could fit in with everyone else in my class. It's funny because I was recently telling my friends the other day in London, a few of my friends, and I was saying how they were actually some of the first ever brown people friends I have ever made. And that's really saying something. <laughs> um you know, you'd think, oh, okay, so she went to an Indian international school. Of course she's going to have lots of brown friends. That's not entirely true. I mean, I went to that school, you know, I, I may have struggled here and there and I made a few friends, but I really felt like I wasn't completely myself. And it took me a long time to, it sounds funny, but trust brown people and trust myself as a brown person. It was weird because I just lost trust. I just became, you know, although 
being in an Indian international school gave me a sense of self-awareness. I eventually became hyper aware of everything, hypersensitive and just insecure about everything. And then I was like, okay, I'm in a good space. You know, I'm really going to try and connect with more brown people at university. So when I joined my first year in my undergrad, I went to the Indian Society there. And within <laughs> within the first five minutes, three people had asked me why I don't speak Hindi. And two of them had asked about what caste I was. Not really the welcome I was expecting at university in the 21st century, let me tell you. And so from that, I kind of went, nope, I'm not joining this society. And I never went back. So in Nottingham, I ended up having a total of two brown friends over the course of three years. That is a long time. You know, there were so many events and, you know, I'd host parties and whatever. But I literally had two brown friends, just two brown friends. And I just kept thinking one day they're going to say something that's going to upset me and make me feel like an outsider. I don't know why. I think I just developed some sort of trust issue there. But what I was trying to get at is that the show has shaped me in so many different ways, you know, finding my identity and appreciating who I am. And the fact that me being brown or me being South Indian, me being Tamil, it doesn't matter as long as I am true to myself. And I think that question of who am I is going to be one that we ask ourselves for a very, very long time. And I'm I'm excited to keep asking myself that because I feel like I change every year and the show changes and my life changes and the people around me change and I don't think you can just be one you. Yeah. But since I came to London, I've been trying to tap into my South Asian heritage more and more and I've been doing events and I've been talking about South Asian heritage and connecting with more people in the diaspora and talking to my relatives about how they perceive themselves and recently I co-directed and well creatively directed co-directed and co-photographed a photo shoot that I organized called Brown Is and it was just I wanted to unite all these different people together so many different issues that the South Asian diaspora face are not spoken about. So much discrimination within these communities are not spoken about. So many differences between us that are perceived. And I wanted to represent all these different people from different backgrounds, regardless of their caste, which I didn't even take into consideration. But their caste and, you know, the skin tone and their, you know, their upbringing and where they were from. I didn't care about any of that. I just wanted you to be South Asian come in have a wonderful time and we had a blast you know I took so many photos and so many of you reached out to tell me how much you've related to it and how you know even after 40 years this is the first time you felt so seen as a brown person and that really 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 it really made me feel incredible so thank you so much for the support but I'm not gonna lie it was the first time that I'd ever felt something too um it was the first time that I'd ever felt so seen I was surrounded by brown women of all shapes and sizes and skin tones and I couldn't have felt more beautiful and so I thank some incredible people who came to participate in this photo shoot and took the time and trusted me to tell their stories and I can't wait to see it published in some bits that's a secret um, I'm, I'll probably tell you later but I'm so excited for where this is going to go and I'm so excited for the impact that this is going to make for people
Now on a cheerier note, again, this is our 50th show. I've got a lot lined up. Um, We've got a fun Ask Me Anything kind of segment, I guess. But it's not your typical Ask Me Anything. Mm -hmm. You might be hearing the voices of some familiar guests, some unfamiliar guests, but we'll see then. And we've got a special guest on the show as usual. My brother is here, Mukil. Um, He is on just a chill and (laughs) talk about childhood with me and we play a fun game of losing the plot so there's that there's lots of songs so buckle down tune in go for a wee empty your bladders because you're gonna be here for a while wherever you are and so yeah here I am live at the very very lovely all-nighter studios which again is incredible by the way so definitely check that out if you're in east london or if you're doing anything creative they've got like recording studios production units oh that's beautiful but yeah here i am live at the nilla extract where i will try to challenge many socially pressing and relevant issues that aren't really talked about much and as i'm broadcasting from a studio you don't need to excuse any ambulance noises or crinkly pops or farts or whatever it is and yeah as usual the show will be filled with some good music uncontainable weirdness and some good music (laughs) i said that twice i'm sorry now here's a song i absolutely love it's a way that everyone gets their party started and um this is a Ilaraja classic one of my favorites this is Mare Dilindu by Ilaraja enjoy we've got to go to the bathroom so here's a long song அடைதிறந்து தாவும் நதியலை நான் மனம் திறந்து கூவும் சிறு கோயில் நான் இசை கலைஞன் என் ஆசைகளாயிரம் நினைத்தது பலித்தது அமைச்சேன் 
that song it always gets me on my feet and I know I was just absolutely buzzing in the studio I was dancing about I was twirling and whirling especially during the cool instrumentals Ilaraja smashes it every time if you get a chance to see him live please I emphasize and I push you to go see him live because he is incredible now on to the next part of the show it is um it is, <laughs> it is an exciting one. As I said, it's my 50th show and I was really honoured that so many of my guests reached out and they sent their own questions in to ask me during the Ask Me Anything, which is really cool because, well, usually I'm the one asking the questions on this show. And so it's really nice to hear what questions they have for me. So a big thank you to all of my guests who have come on the show who have sent questions. Honestly, I have been learning and unlearning so much from you guys. It's incredible. It's incredible to be in your presence. Every time someone comes on my show, I am awestruck and fangirly and rightfully so because I'm, I've been so privileged to have so many change makers on my, on my platform to spread their stories, to amplify their work and to keep teaching me things. So without further ado we have a bunch of questions it's an ask me anything 50th show edition and here is our first question i hope that it is quiet enough it's a very loud town i'm in in egypt and i just wanted to say congratulations on this big achievement of yours and thank you so much on having me on the show and i wanted to I have a, had a little question for you. My question is, 
how did you stay consistent for so long? (laughs) I know that that's something I struggle with and I would definitely be interested in knowing what you think. So that was the lovely Sarah Hamuda. She came on my show, gosh, uh, yeah, last year. Um, She and I had a very insightful conversation about discrimination in the sports industry, what happens when you apply for certain jobs as a woman, uh, misogyny, sexism, pay gaps, breaking into a male-dominated industry, and so much more. And it's from the episode Jumping Hurdles, which was episode 14. Oh my god, that was so long ago. Oh, episode 14? What? Sorry, I'm just in shock. But Sarah's question was, how do I stay so consistent? Um, I think my answer would be, I... I don't know if this is a bit of a disappointing one, but I just love it. Uh, I've always been someone to express myself in any shape or form and I can't stop. (laughs) No, but it can be hard. It can be overwhelming. And I think sometimes the best way to be consistent is also to take big, big breaks and take those breaks. And honestly, just remember that, you know, I am in charge of my platform. The only person I'm accountable to to create content per se is myself. And I don't really put any pressure on myself to speak out unless I really, really want to. Um, So yeah, that would be my answer. Thank you so much, Sarah. The next question is from one of my listeners. Her name is Rhea. She's really, really cool. And here is her question. Hey, Nella. Uh, what's up? <laughs> uh, first off, obviously, I'm a huge fan. We've met finally, so it's great. <laughs> um, and I'm really happy for everything you've done so far and achieved. It's incredible. And to the question, uh, you started the podcast about two and a bit years ago, if I'm not wrong. And uh, what was your vision then is 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 that vision now what you've achieved so far has it taken a turn uh what do you think you're what direction do you think you're going into uh they may be three questions i'm sorry (laughs) that was a lovely question from raya (laughs) um a bit of a hard one i'm listening to these questions for the first time today so (laughs) i didn't have any time to prepare no i'm just kidding i don't need to (laughs) um oh that is a it's a really good question i think i started this show to amplify minority communities give them a space give people whose stories who don't get shared and heard enough a space to be heard and make sure that my content is accessible as possible. And I think those are the same principles that I have today. Um, More so, in fact, you know, I want to make my content more accessible, more bite-sized, so that people from all ages can learn something. You know, you don't have to be like, I don't know, 50 to listen to one of my episodes. You can also be a teenager and have a look at a reel and see if this is something you're interested in learning about before listening to the episode. So... Yeah, where do I see it going? I mean, ideally, I'd love a talk show. Love to be a big radio show host on some cool network. Capital, hire me. Um, (laughs) uh, But I'd love to have a talk show and then eventually go into acting and get an Academy Award and then retire as a talk show host. Woohoo! That's the the big box plan. 
I think this is a good time to take a break for a quick boogie. And this song has a close place in my heart. I still remember listening to it for the first time in a toilet in primary school when my friend Alicia snuck her Blackberry into the toilet during playtime and we listened to it when it came out on her phone because she'd recorded it off the radio on voice memos because that's how you did it in 2012 or 2011 whenever this song was released. But here is Wings by Little Mix. Enjoy. Hello and welcome back. I hope you enjoyed that song. Honestly, I miss Little Mix. They've not they've they're on hiatus for now what like a month. <laughs> I completely get why they had to take a break. They are literally the best girl band in the world. I'm sorry. Hands down. Um but yeah, they're incredible. I love their music and I love how much energy they have and how powerful they are and it's just it's very cool now here is another question from another one of my guests she is literally someone who I look up to because she is incredible here is climate justice activist Sharona and um yeah she's gonna play her question and a happy 50th show congratulations um for my question i would love to ask you if you could solve climate change by talking about one thing on one of your podcasts what do you think it would be and why damn (laughs) that is a difficult question (laughs) um to answer sharona's question i think i Oh, solve climate change by talking about one thing. Um, I think I talk about the power of young people, the power that we have to learn and to educate others and to create a tangible change. There is no one like young people. We are so powerful. That's what I think I talk about because we have the capacity to make change, to, I don't know, create massive waves of, like, pressure to change policies and enforce better climate change policies and climate related policies sorry um this is a hard one damn Shrona. <laughs> this is a hard one uh but yeah i would uh, make sure that we talk about how we can keep the conversation going Thank you, Sharona, for your wonderful question. If you haven't listened to the episode that Sharona's been in, what are you doing? (laughs) I'm just kidding. But she is an incredible human being who has done so much to keep the conversation going about climate change and climate activism and climate justice. And she has her own initiatives about picking up trash. I won't I won't elaborate on that further because I really want you to listen to the episode. It is my 40th episode, um, which was called Waste Not, Warm Not. That's the one. And uh, it has Sharona on it. She's incredible. This next question is from a friend and guest of mine. This is Vish, who was on my episode Tea Kare with Vish earlier this year. She is so much fun and honestly it was one of my favorite episodes to record ever (laughs) I had so much fun with her so please have a look at that episode it was pretty recent it was pretty recent I think episode 46 or 47 but yeah it was literally one of my favorite episodes to record so let's see what Vish has to say Hey, Nilla, congratulations on your 50th episode. Oh my God, what an absolute achievement. I am so, so, so proud of you. But tell me, where do you see the show going from here on out? What goals do you have for your 100th episode, your 150th episode, so on and so forth? 
Um, that is a great question. Thank you so much, Vish. And thank you all for your warm wishes. Um, oh my gosh. So yeah, again, I'd love to make the show more accessible to people, maybe start up a YouTube page and I don't know, make a new real series or start a new mini show within my show. <laughs> um, by my hundredth show, uh, I hope to have an even bigger platform to annoy. No, I'm just kidding. But, um, I'd love, love, love to have more guests on the show, maybe a couple at the same time and have discussions on the show, like a panel. That's something I'm really excited to possibly experiment. Um, but yeah, that is that is the goal for now. Thank you so much, Vish. And again, please listen to episode 46, which was Tikare with Vish. She is an incredible creator. She is now, this next question comes from one of my favorite creators on the internet. Their name is Ren Fernandez Kim. And again, Ren is awesome. Listen to our episode. <laughs> Here is Ren's question for me. Mila, this is Ren. Oh my God, I cannot believe you are already at your 50th episode. This is amazing. I cannot wait to see what more you have in store. But for right now, let us reflect back on all the work that you have done. And I have a question for you. Mila, since you started the Nila Abstract, I am sure you have learned and unlearned a lot of things. But what is one thing that you have learned or unlearned in your life that has made a genuine impact for the better in your life? That was Ren, and I absolutely love this question because we were just talking about how much I had to learn and unlearn to, I guess, be where I am today. And, you know, where I am today is still someone who's learning thank you so much Ren for your wonderful question um I'd say something I've learned is that I should be so proud of where I come from so proud of the language that I speak so proud of Tamil heritage and South Indian culture regardless of what people say even talking to Ren specifically I also learned that you have to keep trying and you have to be open to being flexible and dynamic. If you listen to Ren's episode, I think it's called Beyond the Binary. I think it was my 34th episode. You know what? I'm pretty impressed that I'm remembering these off the top of my head, by the way. Um, I would go and fact check them though. <laughs> Ren was telling me how they tried so many different professions. You know, they do art. They were a clown at one point. You know, they did so many different things and that's how I want to be keep trying new things, keep picking myself out of my comfort zone. And that is what I've learned. Now, this next question comes from a very special guest. Her name is Asha Daya. She is incredible. She talks about reproductive rights. We had a very, very fun episode talking about very sad things, but in an incredibly, incredibly, um, I guess, concise way, in a way which I was able to learn so much. And I remember so many people messaged me about it and so yeah let's listen to Asha's question. Hi Nila congrats on your 50th episode I love this podcast series and I really love what you're doing for especially our voices in the South Asian community um, for all over the world I think it's really really wonderful I loved having a chat with you about reproductive rights and birth control so my question to you is what has been the most unexpected um, or eye-opening response to our chat on reproductive rights or your show in general. I'm just keen to hear how your audience uh, reacts to the conversations that you have because they're really important 
and really timely. So yeah, I'd love to hear the feedback that you've gotten. And again, best of luck with your next 50 episodes. Thank you so much, Asha, for your lovely question. It is true. Asha and I had a very, very good time on the show. We talked about so many, so many issues um, pertaining to reproductive rights. And it's a really, really important conversation to have. I think after the episode, I got a good mix of people. I definitely had some spirited conversation with a few of my followers who weren't exactly very embracing of the topic and some people in the South Asian community just went why are you talking about sex and abortion and I was like because it's real and it's happening and it's impacting women everywhere and it's ironic because a few weeks actually a few months after Ash and I spoke uh, Roe v Wade was overturned and this conversation was more important than ever but thank you so much Asha for coming on the show I had an incredible time with her so please listen to our episode and it was (laughs) now it's testing me because I don't remember which number of episode this is ah nope episode 42 birth controlled featuring Asha Dyer listen now and here is a lovely song um let's slow it down a bit shall we but this is one of our best favorite songs um I think he told me that it won a Nobel Prize or a Pulitzer or something like that. But uh, it's an incredible song and I love, love, love the lyrics. So here is Blowing in the Wind. Here's another song you've been trying to forget. How many roads must a man walk down before you call him a man? How many seas must the white dove sail Before she sleeps in the sand Yes, and how many times must the cannonballs fly Before they're forever banned The answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind The answer is blowing Yes, and how many years can a mountain exist Before it is washed to the sea Yes, and how many years can some people exist Before they're allowed to be free Yes, and how many times can a man turn his head And pretend that he just doesn't see the answer my friend is blowing in the wind the answer is blowing in the wind yes and how many times must a man look up before He can see the sky Yes, and how many ears must one man have Before he can hear people cry 
isn't how many deaths will it take till he knows that too many people have died the answer my friend is blowing in the wind the answer is blowing in the wind Hello, welcome back. And I hope you enjoyed that song. It always makes me feel so calm and I always listen to it when I'm relaxing or when I'm traveling. It's a great song to just sit and reflect and just really listen. And yeah, so some of you had sent in some questions as well. So we're going to do like a bit of a quick fire and I'm going to answer them really quickly. So here's the first question. <clears throat> Favorite Harry Styles song? Damn. Damn, we went straight into the hard ones there. <laughs> I couldn't pick, but off his new album, I'm particularly liking the song Matilda, Boyfriend, Satellite, Music for a Sushi Restaurant. Okay, so I'm just naming the whole album then. So yeah, can't um, can't reply there. <laughs> Favourite place in the whole world? Oh my gosh. Oh, anywhere where my Amma and Appa are. But if you're talking in terms of holiday, Serengeti, that was my favourite place I've ever been to, ever ever like mm, unchangeable let's see the next question hmm are you making a video about your safari soon do you know what i have been considering it so maybe i will maybe i will you better keep your eyes peeled what is your favorite architecture from your travels Ooh. Mm. the angkor wat temple and bayon temples in cambodia were particular highlights i think those are my favorite thank you so much for these questions unfortunately i can't read all of them out this time but i think i will save the rest for another time now in the meantime my brother is coming on the show and he's always really really fun to have on and i'm really happy he's here i think the last time he was on the show was the episode i did with the tiktok superstar sensations kieran and nivy he talked to me about Carnatic music and how he has experienced discrimination and it's always really fun talking to him he is so talented and so funny he doesn't even know he's that funny but he's hilarious so welcome to the show Mukil hello Mukil welcome hey, what's up welcome back to the show it's been a while yes, very very long um, of disappearance in 2020 December <laughs> I make a I make a very triumphant return. Yeah. Wait, didn't you come in 2021? No? No. 2020 December Christmas was my no, last. Episode. That was so I'm long sure ago. That, I'm pretty sure that was your 14th episode, maybe. Stop. No. Christmas yeah. time. Christmas time. No, then you came in another one and we spoke about Carnatic music. That's not me, man. That was you. That's some other brown boy you got mistaken with. I've only been on one episode. <laughs> You've been on two episodes. No, I don't think so. No. This is my okay. second Do you remember like that time when um you came downstairs and I pretended not to know you? That's like all the time. <laughs> yeah. No, I meant I meant when we were really young in Manchester. Yeah, yeah, then... when I came down the steps and then I cried. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He thinks God a child, Miller. Have you have you ever played a prank on me that I didn't know about? 
that you've never told me. Like, I don't know if you listened to any of my shows lately, but I revealed one that I played on you um, on my a couple episodes back that you don't oh, know about. Talking, is this the tea cutter one? I don't know. Not, but not the joke being the tea cutter. I mean the episode tea cutter. I'm not sure, but I talked no. about uh, stealing your tooth fairy money and getting you in trouble. What? Oh, that was you? <laughs> yeah, so basically, I remember like you lost your first tooth and then, um, like, I'm a, I, I, I don't know. I just wanted to see how much the tooth fairy had left you at the time. Uh, and it was, like, three pounds. Maybe, like, six pounds. I don't know. But it was that and some sweets. And then, do you remember Appa used to have that tray in the computer yeah. room with yeah, yeah, yeah. all the money, like, all the change? So, I, <laughs> so when you were asleep, I took, I took the money because I wanted to buy, like, three more jungle in my pockets. And Amma wouldn't give us enough money. You robbed so then, me from three go-go crazy bones. Yeah, no, but I put it back in it. So then I put like 2p under your pillow. And then I remember you went to Amanda and you were like crying like, oh, the tooth fairy only left me 2p. It left me like five pounds. And then Amanda was actually. so confused. And then like I saw that I was going to get in trouble. So then I put the money back. And then Appa was like, oh, you're so cheeky. You're asking for more money. What? And you were like, well, but I swear there was only 2p there. And he was just like, he was just like. The very sucks. Remember when I lost like six teeth, like teeth in a month in India? And like the toothberry just like never came. I don't know if Amma just like didn't have money. <laughs> or like, remember when I lost like six teeth in a month? I remember when you like, yeah. you bit something and your tooth was just in the fruit. Apple, apple, it was an apple. That was grim. <laughs> Congratulations on your 50th episode. <laughs> yeah. Woo. 50 weeks on the air. <laughs> yeah. I know. I don't know how people have tolerated me for 50 weeks. I'm pretty sure you can't even tolerate me for 15 minutes. No, I really can't. I, I really want this to end already. So like... <laughs> well, you wanted to come on, you know, grace is all with your presence, steal the line. Yeah, because I felt bad until 50th. It was like, it's like one of those Disney Channel shows where, like, one by one, all these old guests come and say, oh, Please, like, watch oh, out. No, it's just like, watch out, watch out. Oh, my bad, dude. My bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. So that's what I wanted to do. And then they just stare at nothing. I don't I don't understand. Like, are because Disney Channel shows. Because it's like filmed in front of a live audience, right? So when what? they film it. Yeah, so when they film it, they're clapping for so long that they have to start speaking again, right? That's how they film most Disney sitcoms. They're live? Yeah, that's how Friends was filmed and stuff. No, Friends, I know, was a live sitcom. I didn't know Disney Channel did yeah, live. Yeah, it's sitcom. like, let's say, let's say I'd like come on the show and then this would come. Whoa, how did you do that? And then I'd be like, oh my God, Jerry, it's been so long. Marco, is that you? You know, that kind of stuff. I had a Hannah Montana suitcase. You had a Tarzan suitcase. And whenever yeah, we yeah, go I'm to right. India, all the white people used to look at our suitcase and be like, what? What's going on? <laughs> even white people would have those i think like we had those i remember like when we were younger like amma and appa used to put it on top of the garage well not on yeah. top of the garage the ceiling in the garage yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Gas stick. <laughs> like, the suitcase would fall from the ceiling in the yeah that's the beams in the garage I, I just i just remember that the garage ceiling wasn't finished yeah no it never got finished that was so funny I remember one time, like when we discovered that the suitcases were destroyed, it was because the rat. We had rats at one point. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, yeah. stabbed the ceiling and like rats fell. 
What's next on the top? Anyway, sorry. Yeah, sorry to everyone who just listened to like our catch up. We only speak once a year. So, yeah. Um so we're going to play a game that um I started on the show a few uh, months ago and it's been it's been doing well. It's been doing well. Has anyone guessed one right by the way? Yeah, yeah, but I have to give them like loads of hints most of the time. So let's see All let's right, see if we can uh, But Muk- we're going to play losing the plot Q Q uh theme song. Um, but yeah, I have bullied Mukul into uh, doing losing the plot with us. Did you just like play the theme song? I will. No, I will when this goes. Oh, I wanted to do the theme song. I, I would have just, just done it with my mouth. What's the theme song like? It's losing the plot. Ooh. Okay, I'll do it. Losing right, the wait, plot. Wait, 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 wait. All right, okay. <laughs> now we're gonna play losing the plot. Cue theme song. Losing the plot. Blah, 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 blah. Losing the plot. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. <laughs> cope accidentally gets a minor high along with himself they go on a major trip and end up good friends when they come down finding nemo <laughs> i don't know will you quit it what I'm trying to swim here what ocean big enough for you or something like that huh? you got a problem buddy huh huh do you do you do you one piece of me no! okay okay think of it like not like high in the drug sense think of it like literally yeah man's wife dies factory. You're just explaining the film. <laughs> I know these are these are pretty bad, huh? You know what? I found these ones on the internet. Let me internet. let me ask you one then. Wait, 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 let me let me ask you one more. All okay, right. This, okay. okay. A bald guy teams up with another bald guy to fight another bald guy. <laughs> what? A bald guy? Okay. So you're saying okay. You see, the thing about losing the plot is you gotta have to deduce. So bald guy, one of them has to be um Gwen Johnson. Okay. What are the math to be Jason Statham? Okay. So I'm assuming it's shops and hall or something. I don't know. No, no, but listen, a bo- you're on the right track. A bald guy teams up with another bald guy to fight another bald guy. So there's three bald guys. So you're missing is one. It, is it Dwayne Johnson? Dwayne Johnson is one of the bald guys. Yes. Dwayne Johnson, Vin Diesel, right? Yes. Right? This is Fast and the Furious. Yeah. So was- bald guy in Fast and Furious. I don't know. <laughs> there's only see when you talk about ball guys there's only two of them. <laughs> see the win or the win. 
and wind sounds that? like a wind sounds like he eats vaseline all the time so like what so the so voice odd. is like with the family talking alien convinces son to kill his dad oh wait talking alien convinces, convinces his son to kill his dad kill his dad How many aliens have son? No, not alien son. Talking alien convinces son to kill his dad. Oh, oh! I thought you said like just an alien convinces his son to kill his dad. Oh, son. <laughs> alien convinces the son to kill his dad. Is it Chicken Run? No. <laughs> Who died? Oh, chicken sorry. Run apart from the lady. <laughs> chicken Run. Chicken Little. No, they don't kill the dad in that movie. It's Star Wars episode five. <laughs> Wait, you're not convinced this Luke to kill Darth Vader? Oh my God, Chicken Little. <laughs> When was the last time you watched Chicken Little? The first time it came out. I'm not making this up. I, I know it's here. There's a piece of the sky somewhere. Somewhere on the ground here. Yeah. It, it, it was shaped like that. <gasps> it looks like a stop sign. Yes, only it doesn't say stop, and it's blue, and it has a cloud on it. One more, I got one more for you, okay? Yeah, yeah. Man, man, child learns to be an adult. Man, this one on all my friends. Yeah. Man, child learns to be an adult. Have I watched this movie before? I'm pretty sure you've watched. Yeah. Can I have three guesses though this time? Yes, you can. Is it Tarzan? No. Okay. I guess he's not really. It's live action. They're all live action. Fine. Is it is it an Adam Sandler film? I'm guessing. It's every Adam Sandler film. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sun tries to burn me, but you won't let it, will ya? That's a good one. That's thank you, really thank good you. One. I like that one. It's so true. I like because he said Adam Sandler and every yeah, okay, carry on. Okay. I was thinking Adam. of like three Adam Sandler films where he's like a manager yeah. <laughs> and then at the end he's like independent. Yeah. That's the whole moral of his story. Like blended Happy Gilmore, Bedtime yeah. Stories, Grown Ups, Grown Ups 2. Well, congratulations. You officially got more answers right in one go than anyone on the show. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I won. And that was losing the plot with my brother Mukil. Thank you so much for coming on the show. It was a blast to have him on. This is a really weirdly structured show. I realize, you know, I've had like questions. I've had like an odd bit of reflection at the beginning. Then I had a guest. If I'm honest with you, I've been thinking about this show for weeks now. You know, what do I do? Do I make it special? Do I just reflect on it? But I think going back to something that Ren actually said in their episode, it's okay to be unprepared. The best things come out that that way. It just happens that way. And so that's what I did. I had a bunch of ideas that I kind of just squidged together. And uh, now I'm sitting in this beautiful studio telling you them all. One last question that I'm actually going to answer is one from a listener, and they asked me, "Why did you really start the Nilla Extract?" Um, well, you've prepared yourself for a monologue here, humble listener. So, <laughs> you know, prepare yourself. 
So I guess my whole life, society has expected me to relate to stereotypical representations of characters like a poo from The Simpsons, a character who wasn't even voiced by a brown person, but a caricatured Indian, but had a caricatured Indian accent and an inauthentic surname that even South Asian people were reluctant to attempt to pronounce. It felt incredibly limiting as a brown Tamil girl in the UK slowly realizing that the only people who looked like me on TV, in magazines or in books were just a little more than shallow stereotypes or the butts of ongoing jokes and they were often played by white actors in brown face. In reality I now know and knew that we were so much more and this is a fact that I grew more conscious of throughout my conversations with my amma and appa who taught me and my brother how to celebrate our brownness and our heritage and how to stand our ground when we were discriminated against for the way we looked. I grew to want to learn about the many social inequities that affect my community as well as other minority communities. Inequalities are influenced and continue to influence the way in which our voices are amplified or not and the way we are represented in the media I'd I'd say. To achieve this I had to start challenging the stereotypical representations we have had been confined to for decades. This awareness um, set in viscerally when I began experiencing discrimination firsthand, not only from members of colour from other communities, but to my surprise, as I was mentioning earlier, more frequently from those who looked like me. I I felt like I had nowhere to turn, um, as though I were the only, like a noodle in, of grass on a huge plane experiencing this. But I was soon, you know, I was soon to find out through my show, that I was not alone. And as much as I have loved expressing myself, usually by talking people's ears off, something I always cherish above all else has been sitting with Amma and Appa in our garden, listening to their stories, how they came to navigate and appreciate their identities, how they have come, how how they have come to realise certain things, what their journey was like what their upbringings were like it made me realize that to begin discussing issues that have too long been considered taboo or dismissed as unimportant the best way to learn is to listen to the lived experiences of experts activists advocates friends family so yeah i began the nilla extract with a goal of normalizing social taboos and amplifying minority voices and giving those whose stories often go untold, a place to feel heard and empowered and comfortable and vulnerable. And by starting the show, I now know, again, that I'm not alone. So yeah, that is why I started the show. Because as a presenter and writer and researcher and producer of the show, it has been a privilege to speak to some idols in the industry who are fighting to create tangible changes. I've been incredibly humbled to learn from lived experiences of so many inspiring trailblazers from all walks of life and i look forward to continuing to provide those without a platform a place to be heard i hope that answers your question and i know it was long-winded i did say it was gonna be (laughs) but i think this is a good time to say thank you so much for listening to this episode it was a bit of a mixed bag a jumbled episode i must say you know a story here and there some laughs some funny 
bits. But I would like to thank my Amma and Abba for holding my hand every step of the way because it's so tiring. I'm a tiring individual at times and I'm so appreciative for them for believing in me even when people around me and myself did not. They've always seen the best in me and they continue to bring out the best in me every single day. So thank you so much and I love you both very much today anyway (laughs) thank you so much for tuning in today this episode was a joy to record and i really really hope you enjoy it here is another song before we go and yeah have a great thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of vanilla extract you can find this episode anytime you want on spotify apple Podcasts, soundcloud and all your major podcast streaming websites you can find these in the link in my instagram bio at vanilla extract and you can just google them too if you wanted to a massive thank you to our wonderful guest who came onto the show today i hope you learned something because i certainly did and thank you to rob for the name of today's episode have a nice week